Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amber Lee Lyons, and we are chatting with such a lovely angel today. Her name is Taylor Page, and she is literally an angel expert. She is an internationally recognized intuitive celebrity angel healer, and you're going to just love her. We're talking all about angels and meeting your angel guides. So we're talking about energy hygiene, connecting to your highest vibrational angel guides, creating your own energetic laws, and just like really living life on your terms. We're finally, I feel like I never understand the angel numbers. Like I always get them confused. I'm like, what does one mean? What does two mean? She's breaking it all down. (laughs) So if you're seeing repetitive numbers, she's going to tell you what the hell it means. And we're talking about how to use angelic guidance in your dating life, whether you're in a relationship or you're dating, she's just going to show us how to, you know, allow those angels to be our love guidance, you know, guides. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, have you connected to your angel guides yet? Let us know on Instagram. If you're loving this episode, make sure while you're listening, give it a screenshot, post it in your Instagram. We love to see who's listening. We have so many exciting things going on at Chakra Girl Co. ATM. And we have a, we're doing a free 14 day Ascension challenge right now on the rituals app. And we're on day seven of 14, which I actually cannot believe. And we're like going through all the universal laws for just like ascending to your highest version of you, your highest timelines, your highest frequency. And seriously, I'm kind of shooketh at how powerful this is. I've been feeling so high vibe. I've been so motivated, so inspired, and I'm going through the challenge with you guys and just seeing all the shifts that you guys are having is so fun and so powerful. And I feel like doing this challenge, like as a collective is just that extra bit of oomph that you need, you know? So if you have not subscribed to the challenge yet, you've still got a bit of time left. So go to my Instagram at chakra girl co and join us for the free challenge. I also, okay. So I started microdosing mushrooms side note, and I had this wild vision of these two guides that are here with me, um, but kind of like in a spaceship hovering above the earth. And they showed me that like earth is like a game board that looks kind of like shoots and ladders where some moves will move you forward and some will move you backwards. And that time really has nothing to do with it. It has to do with like that point of convergence and kind of like where you land on the board. That's going to tell you whether you're going to move forward or backwards. So I've been playing around with the universal laws, as you know, and kind of toying around with how we can leverage the universal laws to move forward in the game board. And this is what essential ascension is essentially. So that was a tongue twister. So I decided on my, my, my mushroom microdosing buzz that I would host a free workshop on the non-basic law of attraction. Cause here's the thing, like law of attraction is not just that basic, big ma- basic bitch manifestation. You guys, I can't talk today. Maybe it's the mushroom rooms. But it is literally so much deeper than that. It's so scientific. It's so vibrational. There's different timelines, different dimensions. So in this free workshop, we're going to be really deep diving on how to get forward on your game board and how to like make those right moves for your ascension, which is, you know, your abundance, your love, your joy, your bliss, and integrating with your highest self and going to those higher dimensions. So head to my Instagram to link to that as well. And we'll link you in the show notes too. So lots going on and giving you guys so much free stuff. So make sure you're following me on Instagram at chakra girl co. And if you're not following me yet, you know, you just should. And yeah, I've given you guys a bunch of free stuff now and I'm going to go get my nails done. So enjoy this episode with Taylor. You're going to love her. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I'm your host and spiritual BFF, Amberly Lyons, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have such a lovely guest today. Her name is Taylor Page. She is an internationally recognized, intuitive, sought after celebrity angel reader, spiritual teacher, and owner of Angels and Amethyst. Two of my favorite things, you guys. Taylor is on a mission to connect as many people as possible to the wisdom 
wisdom and guidance of their angelic guides, offering, offering both angel and birth chart readings, as well as private events and workshops. We've never done a deep dive on angels on the show. Of course, they've come up. We've chatted about them, but we're going to go all in with the angels today. So, so excited to have you here today, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. Excited. So what is your sun, moon, and rising? I love that we start with this. I am a... Yes, I am a Scorpio sun, an Aries rising, and a Sagittarius moon. Ooh, I'm a Sag moon too. I love it. All that adventure energy mm-hmm. and fiery temper. Oh yeah, lots of fire in my chart. I'm like primarily fire. And I've heard Scorpio be described as a water sign that's like gasoline. So if fire gets put on the scorpionic watery gasoline energy, it just makes more fire. And I can really see that in myself. (laughs) That checks out. I love that. I know I have like no water in my chart. So I'm like crying. What's that? (laughs) You're like, let's just go for a jog. Exactly. (laughs) Um, what is a daily ritual that you almost never skip? A daily ritual that I all, basically never skip is saying goodnight to my angels and guides and thanking them for guiding me. Beautiful. Yeah. And what is your favorite crystal of the moment? You know, it's amethyst. Yes. I love amethyst <laughs> so much. Uh, and you, I mean, you're one of the very few that doesn't say rose quartz. So I celebrate <laughs> today because amethyst is my favorite too. I love that. All the purple vibes. 100%. Okay. So I want to know about your spiritual awakening and like your angel awakening. And at what point you decided that this was your life's work. So my spiritual awakening was kind of like a reawakening because when I was little, I was very tapped in. I was raised by a really spiritual mom who was an astrologer herself. I saw energies. I just knew things. I had predictions and things that came true. And I completely closed up to it when I was younger, because a lot of, I was not in control and I was not empowered. And because of that, I was attracting lower vibrational energies to myself. And so I completely closed up and got really scared and just hit a rock bottom in my life. I was following the wrong career path. I was in a toxic relationship. My health was awful. And so my reawakening was at the age of 25. And it's interesting because I feel like from the ages of 25 to 27, it's the foreshadowing of our Saturn return. It kind of is like, I I sent, I see this in a lot of 25 year olds. It's the moment where they like 25 to 27, you kind of wake up, you start to change things. You look at things differently. And I, that certainly was my experience. And so I hit this dark night of the soul moment right before my 25th birthday, where I was in this awful toxic relationship and he broke up with me Well, he like basically said he was going to cheat on me, like told me he was going to go cheat on me as I was dressed as the bride of Frankenstein. (laughs) People fighting in costumes to me is always like, like the funniest, but also, you know, worse. Exactly. I'm like, you know what? Thank you universe for at least making it hilarious. (laughs) And so I was just at this place where I was depressed. I felt stuck. I was in this awful relationship and finally at 25, I was like, you know what? I can't keep spiritually blinding, blindfolding myself anymore. I'm like basically operating with one hand tied behind my back with my intuition being cut off. And so at that point, I consciously decided to work with angels because I was so scared from previous experiences that honestly, I don't know, looking back on it, if it was even something to be scared about, or just in my ignorance, when I was young, I was just scared of whatever I couldn't see. I don't really know, but I consciously decided to work with angels and I opened up. I started following my intuition. I started healing my soul after so many deep wounds and shadows And I started practicing giving angel readings to people. And I said for a whole year, well, before that year, I kind of practiced on myself, my friends. And then I said, you know what, for one whole year, whoever wants to come to me, I will read for you for free Mm -hmm. and I'll just let me practice. And I did so many readings that year. And that was really the start of my spiritual remembering. Okay. I love that. I love that you mentioned that you 
initially before you did that kind of clearing in your life that you didn't feel like you were in your energetic power and you were kind of connecting with darker beings. What are some of your tips for energy hygiene to make sure we are connecting with the highest vibrational beings? Yeah. I love this question because it's so important. You know, we're in this society where other than education, the unseen isn't valued. So we aren't given tips or ways to navigate the unseen, even though it 100% operates around us all day, every day. And it's so important to be intentional with your energy. I think that we forget, like the narrative is always, oh, humans are so weak. Like in every single fantasy show or whatever it is, it's like the humans are always like the weaklings, but we have to remember that we are physical beings on a physical plane and we hold tremendous power because of that. So just by setting energetic laws and containers, surely through the force of will of saying, this is my energetic law. And mine personally is only angels or beings of the highest integrity, love, light, and good and benevolence are allowed in my auric sphere on this timeline and all others. And Mm -hmm. so I think creating energetic laws around yourself is so important. And the coolest thing about it is that as you do that, you'll notice how in the physical world, things start to shift as well because of your physical laws, like the people who are toxic or abusive or the things that aren't serving you will start to fall away as well. And so I think saying out loud your energetic laws and reinforcing them is really so important, but at the core of it, it's remembering your power, remembering Mm -hmm. how powerful you are to set these energetic laws and containers. And I know a lot of people have experiences in childhood that can be really scary, or especially if your uh, dial is turned up and you're a really sensitive person, you can like feel things or see things or hear things. And if you see those types of things like shadow people or things like that, I really recommend laughing, (laughs) just starting to force yourself to laugh. It will automatically transmute the energy because like attracts like, and your fear is what feeds those things. So if you can be in your power and in your joy and in your love and just force yourself to laugh, you're already not an energetic match for those types of beings. Mm, I love that. And I've actually been, I just created my own energetic laws, like couple weeks ago and shared oh. on Instagram. So this is, that's awesome that this is coming to pass, but I also find as well that I've been really drawn to learning about like tr- the traditional energetic, like the universal laws. Is that something that you've like dove into before? That's not something, you know, I've never really formally studied this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I haven't either. And that's why like, I like very recently have been like, you know what, I'm going to learn these. And like, it's funny because I created my own energetic laws before starting this kind of deep dive of the universal laws. And they're so similar. You know, something tells me that you've been around for a really long time and it's yeah. just kind of remembering this remembering. Stuff for exactly. you. Exactly. So true. Cause I was kind of connecting to some weird like Pleiadian energy. And I was like asking everyone, I was like, I thought Pleiadians were good. Like, why do I feel that this is such dark energy? And they're like, mm. well, you know, you need to, you know, set that boundary. And so ever since I did that, it's like completely different and yeah, yeah, it's made such a huge gift and difference. So I'm so happy you said that. It's crazy how quickly it works. It's crazy. So quickly. So quickly. And really the key ingredient is your utmost belief in yourself and your power to hold. Totally. And it's at the end of the day, knowing that like, we like, again, I always like preface this. I'm not religious, but I love God, but like, (laughs) we are like made in like the vision of God. We are like as powerful as God, we have all of those capacities and we are, like you said, humans are like brainwashed to think that we are meek and that everything, all the metaphysical powers are stronger and smarter than us, but that's not true. They're just there to help us remember like, Hey, you are like so damn powerful. Totally. Okay. So we have archangels, we have guardian angels. What else are we working with here? So the energy I'm, there's so many different types of angels and angelic energy. It's like the angelic realm is just 
full of different types of beings. I mean, there's seraphim, there's cherubs, there's so many different types of angels. But what I work with in my angel readings, sometimes archangels come through, um, but I mostly work with our angelic guides that are basically like spirit guides, except they're angels and they're uniquely attuned to the vibration of our higher self. So they are perfectly in alignment with us at our highest, highest form of expression. And they're with us through our lifetimes, helping us get the lessons and the evolution we need to really connect with our path of highest good. And everybody's angels are different. Everybody has angels. A very common question is like, what's my angel's name? How many angels do I have? And angelic energy is not restricted by form or density like we are here. So even the word angel is technically limiting to them, but it's the closest match in English for their vibration. And so it's, it's less about saying you have three angels and their names are X, Y, Z, and they're purple, red, and blue. It's less about that, but to help humans understand them and feel close to them, they will take names. They will take forms. They will take colors or shapes to help us feel close to them. Mm, And I find too, like sometimes it's like, I know that I'm making up the name. <laughs> like I know there's probably part of me that's making up the name and they're just like, sure, whatever. Like <laughs> whatever resonance you think I hold, name me that. And I will be that for you as you need it. Yeah, totally. Totally. And I feel like angels, you know, it's the human condition to put rules on everything and yes. definitions and labels. Yes. And it's almost like we try to superimpose the rules and orders and hierarchies of uh, organized religion onto the spiritual world in just another form. And angels kind of laugh at that and are kind of like, haha, like silly humans, you can do that if you want. But just none of that exists. And like the greatness of the diversity of angelic energy of the perfection of the way their energy intersects with our timelines and our lessons is honestly too beautiful and immense for us to even ever understand. Yes. Like they are quantum. We are thinking in a linear way. We're putting angels in a box. (laughs) Yes. Because we put ourselves in a box. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I've always connected to cherubs. So when you said that, I was like, okay, I need to ask, like, what is like the specific energy around a cherub? I feel like I was one in a past life. I have the cheeks of a cherub. That's so cute. I mean, cherubs are energies that I don't work with very frequently, but they come through sometimes around babies and spirit babies that want to come through. They're kind of like working with baby energy, which is really precious. And they're just pure love. And it's like more of this almost wholesome, childlike, beautiful type of energy than some of the guardian angels that I feel are like, we will like protect you. And sometimes angels can actually be seen or it depends on the vibration of who I'm speaking with and what their higher self is. If they're like a very studious person, then their angelic guides will be like in some big library somewhere. So cherubs are more like innocent, fun, playful, childlike, giggly. They love love. They love helping babies and young children. And they're just a very kind of funny, cheeky, beautiful, angelic energy. Okay, cute. I love them. I, uh, okay. So we, we talked a little bit about our own kind of like personal, personal angel guides. So how can we connect with them? Is it like as easy as sitting in meditation and like asking them to come forward? Or are there like any specific tips that have helped you? Yeah. So the most important thing to know about angels is that they honor our free will. So they will not interfere in your life unless you ask them to. They will send you signs, but it's our choice if we listen or follow them. And so when you work with your angels, it's really important to invite them in. And I always tell beginners to this work or people who are new to invite them in out loud because the level of resistance that you find yourself having to saying like, angels, you're welcome here. Please help guide me and please help me connect to my highest possible expression today. 
if that makes you feel like, haha, silly or woo woo or whatever, it shows you how much shadow there is around this work and around embodying your spiritual gifts. And so I always recommend to start out loud and see how it feels to you to do that uh, without judgment. Always just approach this work with playful curiosity. That's the best type of place to be in to connect with angels. I will say that it is important to raise your vibration to a level that you can meet in the middle with your angels because they vibrate so high. So if you're in a place that's very like distraught and upset, you can call on your angels and they'll be with you. You might not feel them as easily from that state because uh, it takes kind of a mediumship quality to be able to feel them. So I would recommend consciously inviting them in out loud and then picturing things that fill you with love and gratitude and joy in your mind's eye to help raise your vibration and turn up the light of your heart space to help you get their messages Those are really the two important things is to come into it energetically at a high place if you can. If not, you can always still, you know, use your tools to connect with your angels. They'll still be with you. You just might not feel it as closely as if your vibration was lifted a little bit higher um, and then inviting them in. Okay. And then do, do your specific Claire's work with the angels in a different way. Like sometimes people are able to see them if they're clairvoyant, sometimes people are able to hear them if they're clear audience. Is it kind of working in that way? Yeah. So my very first Claire, which I think is very common is Claire sentience. Mm-hmm. That's my strongest Claire and feeling angels is like the most beautiful job mm-hmm. <laughs> ever. It's hard to even call it a job, but they just feel like as soon as you're tapped in clairsentience wise for angelic energy, you just can't help but smile. You feel so supported, so loved. So many people burst into tears the first time they feel your their angels. And so, yeah, the different clairs definitely work differently with picking up angelic energy. As far as clairvoyance, you might see different colors or lights or angel wings around you. Um, some people see their angels clear audience when when working with angels clear audience is less of long-winded talking in my experience i have all of the clairs even though clear sentience and clear cognizance are my strongest feeling and knowing clear audience with angels is oftentimes like one to two to three words like all will be well or trust yourself or go for it or you've got this and with clear audience check for when things are coming through in the second person, like you, 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 um, instead of me, I got this, I can do it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then what are the other Claire's Claire cognizance is knowing. And so I feel like that's the one that I have. And then I'm like, it's like, I know, but then sometimes I'm like, okay, but like, is that just me? Yeah. Yeah, I know that can be, that can be really a tricky Claire, especially if that's your first primary one. <laughs> and I mean, I feel like-, like I have, like, I definitely have like the clairvoyance and the clear audience. It's funny. Cause you're like, Oh, clairsentience is easy. I'm like, I don't have that at all. But again, <laughs> I think it's cause I have no water. I have no feelings. Like I'm just like, I hear, I see, I know, but yeah. So like, I guess just like maybe tips for trusting any of them. Cause even if it's a vision, it's like, okay, did I create that? Even if it's like, you know, the words, yeah, it's like yeah. Did this come from me. And like, I feel like I'm getting a lot better at like deciphering. Like I know when I'm in that, you know, deep meditative space, I can, I can really detect the difference, but sometimes it's like in the moment where it's yeah. like, okay, making a decision and asking for like guidance in the moment when you're not necessarily at your altar in a deep state of meditation. Um, are there specific like cues we can ask for or any tips on trusting? Yeah. So, so much to say about this, a really easy way to check in with your angels is to ask them what a yes feels like in your body and what a no feels like. And then running that piece of information through that being like, was this really a sign that I should, you know, move to Hawaii? And they're like, yes or no. So that can be really helpful. I always say that intuition is the sum of all the times we've trusted ourselves and a vital component of trusting yourself is acting on your intuition. And that's what strengthens it and practices it. So I really think that, you know, 
getting a message and acting on it is an advanced concept. And for some reason, when we treat spiritual practices or intuitive practices in this society, people get really discouraged if they're not automatically an expert at it, even though they maybe haven't been practicing or getting messages for so long. So I say, put yourself in a position to practice and practice acting on it in a safe way. And that is how you will strengthen your intuition and really get to know what is for you and what isn't. And if it's coming from the angelic realm, it will never be fearful. Fear is the inverse frequency to their energy. And so it's coming from love. It's coming from trust. It's coming from hope and joy. And uh, if the messages are in alignment with that, if you feel a yes in your body and you put yourself in a safe arena to practice, then you'll get better and better and better at understanding what is from them and what isn't. Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes. One of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives and I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV, but I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Okay. Love that. And I feel like a lot of people are going through like ascension right now. Like there's a lot of shedding and releasing old versions of ourselves. And that can often feel kind of shadowy and dark. So I feel like it's a really good time to work with angels. So any specific tools or like ways to work with them when it comes to that, like deep shadow work. Yeah. So to be an angelic intuitive, to work with your angels is shadow work is an integral part of being an angelic intuitive because the most common thing I see are blocked shadowy crown chakras and heart chakras that make it really hard for your angels messages to come through. And so when working through shadow, I always say to just go back to childhood where you can when working with shadow, because oftentimes it's not new, the shadow stuff that's coming up. It's like things that we internalize at a really young age about the world or ourselves. And so there's so much to say about shadow work, but you can 100% invite your angels in to help you heal your shadow. And I agree. I see so many people right now who are healing things, even from past lifetimes and generational cycles and really deep rooted things. And I think when it comes to this work, a big message is to have patience with yourself because healing is cyclical, not linear. And you'll go deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know, um, it, it's funny, a message that I got when I was in this healing circle with my community was that humans have a hard time having patience, but in reality, the cycles of like the planets are sometimes decades long or sometimes, you know, take 28, 30 years to complete a cycle. And so I think we think in this fast instant gratification type of way and healing just has to be a lot more gentle, compassionate, and knowing that 
everything works in its perfect timing. And, you know, when it comes to healing, especially the shadows, our angels, they're on a different timeline than us and don't get frustrated by that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So true. So with your readings, are you like reading their angels, like your, your clients angels? Yes. So in a reading with me, I lead you through a little visualization to help raise your vibration. And then we both, then you repeat after me a prayer out loud to call your angels in. And in that moment, I'm connecting with your angels in this really beautiful Trinity of me, you, your angels. And it's an invitation for me to connect with them. And that prayer enables me to connect with them because you're inviting them into this session. As soon as the reading is over and we close space, I text my clients a picture of the cards that I pulled for them. And I've set the energetic container that as soon as that text goes through, that's it. And it takes your, you know, a reading with me isn't just me doing everything. It takes your energy, your curiosity, your openness, your navigating the information with me. And so it's really a co-creation. Beautiful. I want to talk angel numbers. You'd think I would have these all memorized by now, but I don't. What are Mm -hmm. like the key? And people always ask me, they're like, I'm seeing two, two, two. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm one Google search away as are you. I don't remember. I don't remember. So (laughs) what are like the key, the key angel numbers? So when it comes to angel numbers, there are so many different meanings that you can find for each number. And much like we were talking about earlier about like limiting things and putting labels on them, the angelic realm has messages for the collective consciousness with angel numbers that have a similar meaning. But if you have a really strong subconscious attachment to a number, like say you just really don't like the number three, but someone else his favorite number is number three, then yeah. you're going to have really different reactions to three, three, three or 13, 13. Say you're terrified of the number 13, but some witchy person out there is like, heck yes, 13. And so there's just different attachments, which mean always go with your subconscious attachment or gut feeling when it comes to a number. If you feel excited when you see a number, if you feel motivated, if you feel hopeful, if you feel a sense of newness, always go for that. That being said, each number inherently holds a different frequency. And so our angels do tap into that to help us understand it. And the general messages that I've gotten for each angel number, I've posted about these on my Instagram, but 111 is really like newness, new beginnings. It's kind of like fool energy in the tarot a little bit where you're just bold and you're stepping out there. It's almost like that Aries energy of like newness and getting an intuitive download and so strongly stepping out into it. And it's really a a number of new beginnings and trusting yourself. 222 is really connected to partnerships of all kinds, whether it's romantic. When my husband was proposing to me, um, I saw 222 literally everywhere, like the prices of things, license plates, like everywhere. So 222 isn't just romantic relationships. It can be any type of partnership. And that's really being highlighted. 333 is like the best way I can describe it is goddess energy. It's like coming into this next evolution of self. It's like metamorphosis into the highest vibration of self. And you can think of it like mind, body, spirit, mother, maiden, crone, you know, like all the of those. Trinity of manifestation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That Trinity energy. And it's like, yes, you are coming. It's like, do not fear. You're coming into something way more in alignment for yourself. And there's this beautiful transformative metamorphosis type of energy around 333. 444 is very much connected to protection. Think of like your angels holding the four corners of the room. It's also very much I've found connected to family and grounding and roots and foundation and daily routines that serve us and kind of all those foundational type of earthy things. Actually Um, in numerology year, like your personal year for is a foundational year too. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's (laughs) what I'm in right now. All the fours. (laughs) Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I could totally see that because four is so connected with home as well. And you just went through a move. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's beautiful. Five, 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 as I've been 
told is really connected to crossroads energy. It's a lot of change. It's a lot of newness and oldness and things shedding. And it's sometimes like this navigating of a lot of changes and your angel saying like, Hey, we're supporting you um, through all of these changes and change is coming. 666 is a really interesting angel number because there's so much attached to it in the collective. It's really about releasing fear. 666 has a really bad rap because obviously in the Bible, it's like 666, like the mark of the beast or whatever that is. But actually 666 was code because in the language that the Bible was originally written in, 666 translated to the emperor Nero when decoded. And you couldn't say his name because you would get punished for that. So 666 was really code for Nero. And so everyone now thinks 666 is like diabolical and all of these things. But in reality, 666 is saying in angel number terms, like release fear, come back to your power. It's very connected almost to that energy of like the snake in the garden of Eden of like, I will give you all the knowledge that you need and that being a good thing. And it can also really say like, Hey, all of this fearful thinking is taking you out of balance. Come back to balance, come back to groundedness with yourself. You're letting stories and fears really take you too much too far. 777 is like a very lucky angel number. It's like right place, right time, like preparation meets opportunity, like expansion, goodness, excitement. 777 is a really, it's almost like a lightning bolt energy. Like, yeah, what new thing is going to come through from everything going my way? It's like almost this Jupiter energy. 888 is such a powerful manifestation number. It's like mastery and corporation. Well, mastery is more 999, but it's almost the sense of being in your power and helping uh, like things come through you in the universe. It's this very beautiful, embodied, powerful manifestation energy. That's like, you keep doing what you're doing because you are powerful. And it also has to do with integrating. Like, uh, I see so much of the hermetic principles of correspondences around 888, like as above, so below, there's Mm -hmm. this sense of like connection with all oneness with 888. And then um, 999 is like mastery, teacher energy, sharing what you've learned, healer energy, ending of a cycle, letting go, completion. Um, So those are just, and then 1111 is one of my favorite angel numbers. It's total portal energy. Mm -hmm. And when you look at 1111, it almost looks like two doorways mirroring each other. And it's like stepping into, like when people talk about quantum leaping, 1111 is kind of that energy of like a new chance in this moment to step into a new portal, a new uh, doorway. But I will say there are so many other angel numbers and other meanings to angel numbers. And this is really just the scratching the surface of what it means for the collective. I really recommend to like start an angel number journal to write down what you see, what's coming through, what circumstances are around the angel numbers. And if you're seeing like every angel number under the sun at once, and you're like, oh my gosh, what does it mean? I'm seeing two, 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 one, 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 12, 12, like four, 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 all all at once. Don't get overwhelmed. That is your angels showing you like glitches in the matrix and being like, we're with you, like tap into us. You know, it's them really trying to get your attention. Okay. Love that. We love glitches in the matrix. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. Love that. Thank you for going through all that. So you draw the parallels between angels and the new dating world. So tell us about that connection. Yeah. So it's really interesting. When I was going through my Saturn return, I got hit really hard as, as you do sometimes. Um, I was literally in an eye patch Um, I like did not know if I was going to lose my eye and I, which I thought was really ironic as someone who it's like the blind seer archetype, you know? Yes. So I was bedridden in this eye patch. I had a best friend breakup. I like just moved to this new apartment in a way that was really stressful because my lease came up before it was supposed to. And I was just going through this wild storm when I was 29. And so I was laying in bed. I couldn't, I was in an eye patch. I couldn't like do anything. I was so weak from my body fighting off like 
my eye stuff and I had iritis, but like a super bad case, which is inflammation inside of the eye. I had to like permanently for a month, keep my eye dilated because my, what is it? Your pupil and your cornea or something were like sticking together. And oh my so, God, how does that even happen? I'm oh my gosh. It's, I don't know exactly how it happened. All I know is that it was so awful. And I mean, that was just a rock bottom moment for me in life. Mm. But of course, you know, with internalized capitalism, I'm like, I can't just rest. I'll write a book while I'm in yes. bed. <laughs> of course. And so I was laying in my bed and I just, so I've had a very colorful dating history. I have had a history that was so chock full of toxic relationships, uh, attracting the same patterns to me, like things really karmic, intense lessons. Um, my Pluto in my birth chart is in the seventh house, which means a lot of my transformation and lessons are through relationships in this life. And I 100% feel that. And so I have felt so called, I went through a very toxic relationship from the age of 21 to 24. And that's the one who literally texted me to say he was going to cheat on me (laughs) when I was just as the bride of Frankenstein. So yeah. So I basically found a mission statement in helping people to navigate their love life in a way that would never have to feel as hard as what I went through because what I went through and what so many people go through, I feel like it's rare if you didn't go through a super toxic relationship. And I realized, you know, angelic connection is not just for kind of abstract, numinous, ineffable, ineffable concepts. It can be used in really practical day-to-day situations, including dating. And so while I was in bed on my, in my Saturn return, I wrote this manuscript and it, it was basically a book detailing the different spiritual lessons I got from my relationships and how to call in your angels and work with them when it comes to romantic love. And I'm actually going to later in the summer offer for a workshop on all of this. And so basically I used the, uh, lessons in the book and I met my husband the next year. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, I have to share this. And a really big tool is in it is using your angels guidance when it comes to navigate, navigating dates, because I feel like so many of us talk ourselves into things that we don't really want to do. And we're not really listening to our intuition. And so I really invite people to use dating as a practice grounds for listening to your intuition, because it's amazing how much you will save yourself from if you just listen. (laughs) Yes. So true. Can you give us one of the tips from the book? Yeah. So one of them comes to online dating and I know there are such mixed feelings about online dating. I actually met my husband on Bumble. So online dating itself can be really frustrating. I think it just it's helpful to see it almost as a practice tool and instead of getting all of your hopes pinned on it. Uh, using it as a way to practice your intuition. So the next time you're scrolling through people, I invite you to get into a meditative state to call in your angels, to ask them to help you to discern who is for your highest good to meet and who isn't and actively take the name, take the face and kind of feel into not just their energy in like an eavesdropping psychic way, but how their energy would be with your energy and what that feels like and use it or what you see or what you hear, what you know, and use that as a way to practice your intuition. As you're swiping, you might open yourself up to somebody that you might've overlooked previously, or might not usually be your type, but your soul connection would be so beautiful. And it kind of is this way to really open up in a beautiful way when it comes to love. That's so smart because I feel like a lot of my friends are online dating and 
it's like, you're looking at the profile in such a linear way. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, do we have the same sense of humor? Do we have the same political views? Do we have the same, you know, it's like, you're literally looking at these, like this intake form that is trying to describe this person. And then you're looking at the pictures in like a very literal way. Like, Oh, he likes fishing. I'm not outdoorsy. So it's not going to work. You know what I mean? So it's like, rather than looking at like the linear details and coming up with stories in your head about, you know, what those kind of linear details are saying, like looking at it from even like you said, just with like one picture and the name and looking at like the energy resonance of it. Yeah. And it's like this, the exactly what you're saying, it becomes a playground for our ego and the story of who we are. And that's not going to attract the vibration of love. Love is not connected with that. And so it's really important to remember that, or you'll keep attracting ego-based experiences. Yes, that's so true. So true. I love that. So what about people, any like angel tips for people who are already coupled up? How can we like leverage angel connections for like more powerful relationships? Mm, I love that. And so, you know, it really, angels are all about honoring your partner, your free will and your partner's free will. So when it comes to working with angels, it's not the type of thing where you can be like angels, go wake them up, go show them what's what, like it's really on the other person to consciously choose that for themselves. But what you can do, especially when it comes to communication in relationships is heal your shadows, get to a place of your own angelic resonance within yourself. And from that place, come into communication with your partner. And a really big part of that is going to help you to be less reactive, less shadowy, less triggered. And you and your partner can do a lot of beautiful work together from that place. Yes. And something that really struck me that I repeat all the time on the podcast is when I had Shaman Dirk on the podcast and he said, feminine energy is quantum male, um, masculine energy is linear. So if women who are, you know, lean towards that more feminine energy and that's their like natural state of being, like if they do their own healing, it actually will automatically make their partner rise up to their standard, it's like they'll either rise up with you or they'll drop off. And if they drop off, you'll be up so high that you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that being the case. And obviously everyone's a mix of feminine and masculine energy in themselves. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see whoever is the more quantum leaning partner taking the lead will probably naturally be attracted to this work before the other partner. Exactly. And that's okay too. Cause people always ask me, they're like, what if my husband's not spiritual or he won't meditate with me? I'm like, that is not, it, that does not affect you. Like you need to just do your own work and you'll inspire him in some way. And he'll come up with his own type of practice. Exactly. Living in your most lit up glowy vibration, high vibrational way is the best billboard for it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. I love this. So is there any angel guidance that you want to share with us? You want me to draw an angel card for the community? That'd be awesome. Okay. So I have my deck right here. I'm going to just shuffle my cards. And while I'm doing that, if everyone listening wants to take a deep breath and picture the light of their angels around them, and picture them getting the exact message they need in this moment to connect with their path of highest good. And give me one moment and I'll draw the card. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I pulled the winged wise ones, which is the one card of angels in my whole deck and it's angelic help and miraculous aid. And so I feel major, major solar plexus and heart chakra upgrades around this community right now, stepping deeper into your power, deeper into your soul's purpose. A lot of crossroad moments that are leading to these decisions that will up level you and change things and to have bravery through that. And I feel 
like your community does so much work on themselves. And I feel so much like joy from their angels and that they already have a very high consciousness. And this is just a wake up call from your angels saying, Hey, you're listening to this podcast interview for a reason. We led you here, come invite us in, work with us. And we will keep yourself open to miracles because I also get this message that not to define yourself too strictly because it, it makes it harder for miracles to come through, but instead to leave room for miracles and you might expand and grow in directions that surprise you and to go with it because I feel a lot of really exciting things coming. Amen to that. That is beautiful. And so, so resonant. Yay. So how can people book readings with you? How can they work with you and where can they find you online? Yes. So getting a reading with me, I am on a pretty substantial wait list. You can join the wait list on my website, which is angelsandamethyst.com and and is spelled out. If you want to connect with me sooner, you can join Earth Angel Club, which is a monthly gathering I do for each astrological season where we do archangel healing meditations, we do an energetic update, and then we do an open forum Q&A where you can ask me a question, I can pull a card for you, and it's almost like a mini reading in a group setting. And then we also do like full moon rituals within that group as well. So that's a really great way you get priority scheduling with me. I believe my waitlist goes somewhere into late 2023 at this point. So that gives you priority scheduling with me. You can also uh, sign up for my workshop. Uh, I have a be your own angelic intuitive workshop series on my website and code three, three, three will get you $33 off. And that will help you get the tools to go deeper into angelic connection, uh, to work with Oracle cards, to get your own messages and really help you start the path of becoming your own angelic intuitive. And all of that stuff can be found on my website. And then I'm most active on Instagram. My handle is at angels and amethyst. And there are underscores between angels and, and then, and an amethyst. Uh, there are a lot of fake people pretending to be me. The main way you can tell that they're fake is that they can't replicate my highlight reels. So if it doesn't have highlight reels with like my testimonials and stuff, that's not me. And I never DM you asking for money, but I'm very active on Instagram and I post mostly every day. And so that's a great place to connect with me too. Amazing. And we will link everyone to all of the things. Taylor, thank you so much. This was so beautiful. And it was just that, you know, light angel energy that we all need right now in this heaviness. So appreciate you so much, everyone go connect with Taylor go check out all of her magic online and we're linking you to all the things and we will catch you guys next week. Bye everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 